0: When I arrived here and I knew absolutely nobody and you know I knew a few people that had sort of been to England and that sort of thing, and I started to meet people, the people here were really friendly, really welcoming, and just made me feel at home.
1: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast the show for eventing fans by eventing fans
2: hey karen and as usual we love to thank our number one numero uno sponsor mean and tail mean and tail today we're introducing the mineral lice karen why don't you tell us about the main and tail mineral lice product
1: Sure. It is a pain fighter that delivers performance in one word, relief. It's cool, fast, temporary relief of minor aches and pains. Reduces muscle and joint pain associated with arthritis, injuries, sprains, strains, and bruises. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Relieves minor soreness and stiffness from exercises. Easy to use. It's water-based and can be used as a cool-down body wash or brace.
2: You know, they say... Even you and me can use this. And I, I probably could bathe in it because I'm i am making all over Karen. Let me tell you what, I need this. So this is wonderful. And it's made in the U.S. of A, Karen. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So get out there. Get the mineral lace. Thank you for the mineral lace product. It's fantastic. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, Karen, it's our favorite time of the show.
1: We got another five-star review.
2: That is what I hear. That is awesome. Yes. You want to give it a read?
1: Yes. This is from Cheryl from Alabama. Alabama.
2: Yes. Big evening country in
1: Alabama. And she puts, enjoy your podcast. Really enjoy this podcast. You pick great guests and ask all the right questions. Love hearing the origin stories. Also, the guest is allowed to do most of the talking as you prompt them with good questions. And you're not afraid to ask the hard questions. The fact that one guest per podcast is featured allows the listeners to feel like they get to know them. Thumbs up. Thumbs
2: up. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, we Cheryl. Really, we really appreciate this, Cheryl. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. The five stars and the fact that you wrote that up. And, uh, well, we really appreciate it. We're working hard and we're trying to do our best. And mm-hmm. we just appreciate the feedback. I'm Karen. I'm Rob. And Karen. Super excited about this guest yes. today. I love all our guests, but this one's a special guest. Mm-hmm. You might know him from Major League Training Video. That's right. He's a five-star eventer. Kiwi. I love the Kiwis. Mm-hmm. Olympian. Olympian. wag rider. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Joe
0: Meyer. Welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, thank you so much for having me.
2: And not only, and he's also his own podcast uh, host of the of event the, uh, Radio Show. Mm-hmm. The ERA NA sponsors that, and... Uh, so big time. We're very fortunate. We, <laughs> I, love that. I love that podcast. I've had Max on, your partner, and Liz. And uh, here you are. I've been waiting to get you on. I was trying to spread out all the big celebrities, Karen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. We we have a lot of fun making it, actually. And um, it gives us a chance to talk about a lot of the things that, you know, we want to talk about. And, and Max and I are, are a really awesome team because, like, between – the two of us i feel like there's nobody that we really don't know um although there's the odd little person now because well not little but younger cuz max and i get getting we're older but but <laughs> anyway <laughs> but no but i think between i think between us like there's not really anybody sort of internationally that we we haven't come across or, you know, or know and stuff. And so, yeah, no, we really enjoy that show.
2: You guys yeah. are a very popular couple for sure. That's I uh, and I mean that in like a nice yeah, way. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you guys are like, I mean, you guys are so close it shows on your show and then she's groomed for you and you guys travel together and it's, it is a lot of fun to, to listen to. Yeah. You
0: I look, you know what? It's, it, it's the, not the strangest thing, but we do, get on fantastically well. And, um, Max is groomed for me. She came to Poe for me. Um, she's been to Kentucky for the last couple of years and it's part of it is like, I don't know, we, we just groove along in this very relaxed way, but not so relaxed that we're so laid back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah. We, um, we, we just have an understanding and, my wife can get – my wife, Ruthie, can get really wound up and nervous at cross, on cross-country day and, and, like, I mean, I mean really. <laughs> um, sort of hides herself in the bathrooms and things. And, and Max is there, and, like, she's just awesome. And what we've done the last couple of, of Kentuckys is that the girls, my working students um, from the barn, um, have come up, and they've worked, like, underneath Max. Max, it's called, it's called Max's Minions. Nice. And um, so, you know, she just the learning experience for those kids is just absolutely huge. Um, we're really lucky. We've got the support of um, one of our syndicate members, Teresa Foote, who is Clip Clop's owner. Okay. Um, and she likes having she, – she can get a little bit nervous as well, but she likes having Max around as well. So it's kind of like we've got this big team – well, it's not big, but we've got a team of people that just really works for us. And so um, we, we, we like to not change it up too much.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Max is world class mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. The sure is. The Madam yeah, President. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm right
0: there. <laughs> I'm slightly nervous that her, her USCA presidential duties might get in the way of looking oh. f- after my horses at Five Star, but oh, no. she tells me no. She tells me no. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We know you're yeah. a busy guy. We know you're always traveling, so we'll get right to the meat and potatoes. But before that, are yeah. you are you out traveling around? Or are you home? Where where are you right now? Where are you coming to us from?
0: Do you know what? It, do you, do you want me to tell you what I'm doing right at this moment? I would
2: love to hear it. Yeah, we want all okay. honesty,
0: Joe. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm I'm skimming my pool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Multitasking. <Okay. Yeah>.
0: I've <laughs> got I've got my earbuds on and I'm skimming my pool because my neighbor who comes and helps me out and mows and stuff. Um, he's very blowing grass into it. So, um, uh. yeah, but, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, on this more serious side, I'm getting ready for Bromont and we are looking at heading up there on Saturday,
3: okay.
0: um, which we're really looking forward to. I mean, I love, love Bromont. It's one of my most favourite events and for a lot of different reasons. Um, it's a nice break because I mean down here in Florida, summer was turned on about um, three weeks ago, and it's hot okay, <laughs> so it's hot and it's wet if you've ever seen good morning Vietnam <laughs> um, you know it's no it really is it's um, so it's it hasn't started raining here, but like you wake up in the morning and you go outside and you start riding and you start sweating and you start drinking water and it's and it's pretty hot so I love getting up to Bromont for just a little bit of a break on that. Plus, the, the ground and the going up there is just fabulous, you know, like it's nice. amazing. Um, I don't know. Some of you know that I'm really into cooking and food and things. And so the, um, the restaurants and the supermarkets are all very French. And it makes me feel like I'm going to a show in France like I used to when I was competing in Europe. So, awesome. you no, know, so. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. I've got an early morning tomorrow. Um, Buccaneer's got his final gallop, and I need to be finished by eight at the latest, you know. Um, And so I need to be out there on the gallops at, like, just about getting light, you know. Just because it it gets brutally hot down here, and I just don't want to, like, you know, blow him out um but yeah. he's been working really well and things and things have been going well so so yeah
2: holy smokes, that's awesome that is cool. fantastic yeah that is awesome. <laughs> we're, that's gonna be our first time going up to
0: burma
1: yeah i can't wait
0: <laughs> are you coming yeah you've never been
1: yeah our son's competing so uh we'll be up there
0: okay well you're gonna have such an awesome time i mean we've been very lucky we get the same airbnb um, house that we've had I don't know I think we've had it four or five years in a row now wow. and um, and we 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 cook in we cook out we, we we barbecue one year it was so cold we ran out of firewood <laughs> um, it was just you don't know what to expect you've sort of got to take I mean you don't have to take weather close for hot weather, but you do need to be prepared that could be a little chilly wow. and a little bit wet. Um, okay. So. This
2: will be it first. So, time. Yeah, no. This is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make, sure, make yeah. sure we catch up with you when, when we get up yes. there. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah. let's see when this comes out. Might We might be behind. I mean, this might come out after, but I don't know. We'll yeah, find out. We'll see. We're kind of working on it.
1: So, Joe, one thing we love to do is we love to hear your origin story. So, can you take us back and tell us how you actually got uh, your start in riding and then into eventing?
0: Oh goodness me! So um, I was I was very very lucky to grow up on a large sheep and cattle farm in the North Island of New Zealand. So we were in the bottom of the North Island, about an hour and a half north of Wellington. But it's the called the Wairarapa Valley, and it's um, it's I, I guess it's famous for. Um, the Martinborough wine, uh, the Pinot Noir that comes out of there, plus the plus the sheep and, and cattle and that sort of thing. And so I was very lucky to grow up up on a big station. It's called. Um, my father was a shearer of sheep okay. originally, yeah, um, and a polo player. And so he he would shear, he would shear sheep all winter, and he'd come back. He lived. He came from the South Island. And he would come back um, in the summer and break in horses and get horses going and play polo. And so he lived in the South Island and he came up to um, he met my mother because um, one of his sisters was up working in the in the town near where my mother lived. And my mother was an eventer, um, a show jumper, an eventer and. And so that's kind of how it rolled. Um, they got together and Dad started managing the, the big farm for my grandparents. And they were, they were always breeding horses. Um, they bred a whole lot of really good horses, and like especially uh, Mark Todd's charisma, which mm, was yeah. very special for us. Yes. Um, that was pretty amazing. Um, so they were they were horse breeders. And I was a left-hander. And my dad said to me, Joe, aren't you going to play polo? And it was hard because I was a left hander. Now okay. you can't play left handed. So really I, in, No, you can't. You have to you've got to play with your right hand. Huh. So <laughs> I I went on to be jumping and eventing. I mean and, and, and later on in later years I found out that yes, I could play with my right hand and if I tried hard enough and I was a bit stressed anyway, but like the the damage was done and i loved eventing. <laughs> um, so but it was the most um unbelievably, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say privileged, but I was a very lucky boy um, growing up. I mean, I was in the back blocks of nowhere, I have to say, but the whole family loved horses and loved breeding. And from a young age, um, dad had a, uh, I, think I was 15 and my brother was 13. He had an accident on his quad bike and broke mm-hmm. his shoulder and he couldn't do much work. And so he taught us to break in horses. And he would just sit there and just give instructions. And so so we we started breaking in horses and getting horses going. And um, as I got a bit older, I did a bit more eventing. We had incredible trainers around us. Uh, like we had Tink's Pottinger came from even further out than where I came from. Huh. Um, she was out in Tanui, which was, um, and I was in Wanuiaru, but she was in Tanui, which was another sort of 45 minutes on out. Uh, and she was one of the best riders, um, in her era, you know, like she yeah. very, very, was very close to winning the world championships in 80, I believe it was 86, um, at Gawler and, um, through some sort of something or other, that, that happened at a jog, which the horse didn't get through. But so she was there and I could draw on her and i draw on my parents and we had other trainers coming in, um. And stuff, and and it was just, yeah, no, it was a great time and and learning how to ride, you know, young horses. But we didn't get a lot of made horses, you know, so um, I had one made horse bought for me. I was very lucky when I was probably, um, it's about 18 or 9, I think, yeah, around about 18. And I mean made, but he'd done prelim. Okay. Okay. Um, he'd done two prelims, in fact, and so um, he went on to be an advanced horse, and, and um, his name was Herbie himself, and he was a fantastic horse. And I think if I'd had him again later in life, he probably would have gone on done a lot more because, you know, when when you're young and you don't really know much, you sort of end up hammering them way too more, doing more than what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the clincher was uh, we did a family trip the Gawler World Championships. And we all my, my grandparents, my parents, my brother and I, one of my cousins, and we flew to Sydney. It's my first trip overseas. We stayed in one of the nice hotels in Sydney and then we boarded a train and we took a one and a half, two day train trip to South Australia, which was just fantastic fun. Um, so we went to South South Australia and we went to the Gawler World Championships and that was back in the days of of well, Mark Toddboy still around, isn't he? But yeah. think, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. the names, but the names like Torrance Fleischman and and people like that. But way back then, and I think when I came home from those World Championships, uh, I that's what it had done it for me. Yeah. I was like, I this is I got to do this. You know, this is just the coolest thing ever. Um, eventing is amazing, and with the horses that we were breeding and had at home and, and the whole way things went and the fact that my family was into it and stuff, that's kind of how things went. Um, I was, I was pretty spoiled. I went, I, when I left school, I went and trained um, under Heath Ryan in Australia Oh yeah, for, yeah, for, um, for I went and did the course uh, and it was the original Australian ICP. So I went and did that, and I got my ICP one in Australia when I was about eighteen years old. And he 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 didn't train us every day, but he was there, and and the other trainers trained us. And I learned a lot about fitness and stuff. And I was just one of those kids that was always standing there and begging to ride horses and begging to ride trucks, and you know, and that's all I wanted to do, right? So I was just probably quite annoying, but um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but I was there and, and so um competed a little bit around australia and and went on these uh, the trips with them, and it was just the most fabulous time. So I went back to New Zealand after that that was sort of my eighteen, 18 year old year and then picked up on the horses that were going and uh, I worked on the farm and did normal farm work, you know like but i did I worked by the hour, and Dad would send me home at sort of like four o'clock in the afternoon and say, "Okay, go and ride your horses now." Um, and thing, as things got progressively bigger, uh, my grandfather started to worry about the tax man coming after him with mm. all of these huge amounts of horses and the breeding program it just got out of control and and, you know. and so that turned in, it turned into a business and, and a business that I wasn't um, didn't really have much idea about business to be honest, but I mean I was good at well I had got better at producing horses and, and things. And we started selling a few and, and sort of had gone on from there. Wow.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome. So now what, you eventually went over to Great Britain, right?
0: Yeah.
2: How did you end up over there? What was this? What's the deal with that?
0: Well, so, I mean, Great Britain is, is obviously the Mecca, the magnet for um, us colonials. We, you know, we wouldn't go to France. We would, we would, wouldn't pro- probably wouldn't come to America. I think we've got connect. Everybody has connections and, and, and that sort of things in Great Britain, you know, or, or whatever. So, and there's been a lot of New Zealanders go there before. The lure, it was the lure of the big events, okay. really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was desperate to do Burley and badminton. Like that was so on my bucket list, and I really, really wanted to do it. So I'd been – I'd, I'd done one trip to well, – or maybe two. Um, yes, I'd been over there a couple of times, and I'd been a working student at Rodney Powell's. And in the, the three or four months that I worked for Rodney as a working student, um, it just – opened my eyes unbelievably to a different world of eventing that how much more professional how much more technical how much more attention to detail um, how to look after horses that were in stables not just turned out in the field um, all these different things the transport was different it was it was it was very exciting but it was completely different so I was I was very lucky um, and Rodney and Alex Franklin and, Ali, and they both trained me and they were fantastic. And so when I, when I went back to England to have a go doing Burley, that's where I based and sort of went on as a kind of like, you know, same sort of thing, working student, had a horse there, you know, paid for the horse's keep type thing. And um, so that was um, – it was it was a really good place to be, but it was the I think it was the lure of the, the lure of the big events, and then once once you get a horse there, you're fairly invested, you know. Yeah. To to turn it around and say right, I'm going to fly it back again, and that starts to get expensive. Yeah. And I, had a, you know. I hadn't achieved any of my goals, you know. I'd gone over there and I'd done okay, and the horse went lame before Burley, and my parents turned up, and mm. it failed to jog, and uh. you know, it just didn't all go. Just didn't all go to plan, you know. So, um, so we had put him on a rehab place, and I went back to New Zealand and kept producing other horses and doing things, and then I went back over there um, afterwards, um, and sort of that's when. It started for me. I kind of had to stay there, and and um, that was sort of that. I, I became so invested that I said sort I of had to stay. Gotcha. Um, I think my parents would have liked me if I'd come home, but I, I don't know. I was just bullheaded, and I just had these goals. You know, like <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Um. I, you know, looking back in hindsight, it would have been nice if I would like had a little bit more mentorship to say, Joe. You're not good enough to go to the to go to these Olympics. You need to stop trying and focus on something else. You know, like it, that. I was just hell bent on doing this. You know, um. So, but you live and learn.
2: Well, thank so, God yeah. that you yeah. maybe crushed your dream. I mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that a as a Kiwi? Is Great Britain where you have to be to be on the teams? Is that where were you in Great Britain when all that the Olympics and the Weg selections and all that took place? Is that
0: Yes, I was. Now, and and that's a funny question because, I mean, like, it depends on who you ask. Of course, it depends on um, the people in Great Britain will say you've got to be here, and then there's a few people in New Zealand that say, oh, you can do it from here and things. Um, So what I would say, uh, the answer to the question is, I think, that you're going to need some experience at some point in Great Britain. And, for example... Um, you look at Vaughan Jeffress and you look at uh, Jock Pageant and you look at, although he hasn't made a team since he went back, um, there's um, uh, Clark Johnston. And they've all people that have gone up and they've ridden in the Northern Hemisphere and they're very competitive and they can go back to New Zealand and uh, know how to produce their horses, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's Great Britain is a very good place to be. Um, and my what i would say is my rule what i would say is to to young riders learn to ride to new zealanders this is what i'd say learn to ride in new zealand don't try and go to england to learn to ride you'll run out of money it'll be too expensive do it in new zealand where it costs a lot less and you can get to a certain point and then there'll be a time when you need to take on those big competitions and then you'll get there and it'll be like going to high school again you will like. Oh my goodness! I was the I was the big fish, and now I'm the smaller one again. Um, so, and so you know that that's what I would say. Uh, an experience in, in 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 England is is a fantastic thing, and especially when then you can see how all the other writers do it, how good they are, and and the stands just helps lift the standard. You know,
3: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. um, but you know. It all swings in roundabouts, you know, like England's – it's a fabulous place to event, uh, but it's a tough country to live in and make a living, you know. Um, it, it's fine if you've got untold funds. Sure. But there's – you've got to remember that there's a, a large amount of very good riders, okay. I mean very good riders. I don't mean the sort of, you know, the sort of the 10 or 12 elite in the world the michael youngs but the next tier down of really top advanced riders there's a lot of them yeah. okay and they're all fighting over a lot a small amount of business okay mm-hmm. there isn't so much of a teaching culture like the here is there is here in the united states so you know you to be there you've got to make quite a lot of sacrifices you know so it's it's a great place to be the events are really really close you don 't have to drive for hours. The continent is very accessible and it's um, a, a huge amount of fun um, and things <laughs> no it is i mean I, I went to I went to Portugal nine years in a row wow. um, every every, um, every February March and it was just absolutely fantastic and i 've got friends for life down there it's just amazing but um, it's um but you know, it could be hard going. Um, but you don't have to. I mean, look, you don't even need to take a horse. I would say to people, like if they want to get a dose of it, they need to go to Badminton and go to Burley and go to some of these big horse trials mm-hmm. and just have a real good look. You know, um, and go from there.
2: Wow! And then, and so, and then you were selected. You were on the '08 Olympics, and it was it yeah. the was it the '07 Weg or '06 Weg team?
0: The 06 wig, yeah, wow. it was. Holy smokes, um, it was, and that was that was an interesting time. Um, I had a fabulous horse called Ease on Fire, who was by uh, one Australian that I rode as a baby that Dad bought called Exemplar, wow. and he was looking like being the most the the next Messiah. He was going to be absolutely unreal. And he hurt himself at Burnham Market, oh. and I was like, okay, this is this is my whole, like, you know, this is, this is sort of a story of my life, and I've got SNP and what am I going to do with SNP? You know, he'd had injury after injury after injury, like little niggling um, suspensory things and bits and pieces. And so he actually felt really good that year, and I said, right, I'll go to badminton, and he ended up dead at badminton. Um, it was a, it was a selection year and I wasn't qualified and the rules back then was you could ask for dispensation in a selection year. So my federation asked and I was highest placed New Zealander. And then I still wasn't even like, I might not have even got on the team because like the team was kind of, they were sort of fairly established. And sadly, I think it was, um, dance or silence that was another homebred of ours, um, had a little injury or something went wrong with him. And that kind of like got me in there. Um, so I, I went there and, um, it was a great experience until I fell off at the very tricky water and I got back on and finished. Um, and in hindsight, in hindsight, I would have ridden it differently or done it differently. (laughs) But like, you know, this is the stuff that happens. Um, and I went back to badminton was snipped the next year and he ran another really good place. I think he was, he got seventh. Mm -hmm. um, 7th or 12th, I can't remember. Um, and that's a funny story, too. Um, my, my dad was sitting in the stand, and one of the people sitting next to him um, was chatting to him, which can be rare in England to have people <laughs> chatting to uh, But anyway, um, they, they're fairly reserved until you're officially introduced. So um, I was chatting to him, and, and they said, well, are you having a good time? He said, well, yes. I'm having a pretty good day. He said, he said, he said, I've, I bought, I bought the mare. I've bred the horse and my son has just ridden it to seventh (laughs) place at badminton. And, you know, that's fantastic because like, you know, dad's a, he's, he had a hack knack of breeding fabulous horses, I have to say, but, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing when, when you sort of, you, you breed the child and you breed the horse. Yeah, and you're yeah, up yeah. In the, all, you know, it, it's all pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so that's um awesome. so yeah, no, that was cool. Um and then um so we got selected for the next Olympics and that was in Hong Kong. Um we did pretty well. We ended up twenty fifth individually. Um uh, if I'd known then what I knew now I probably wouldn't have ridden him Nearly as much as what I do. Uh, the conditions were very like what we have here in Florida at this oh, time of the year okay. was in it the summer. Wasn't it a golf course? That they yeah, golf course? it was a it was a golf course, but like it was it was in Hong Kong and it was really like Florida summer. Okay, okay? it was stinking hot, humid, thunderstorm every afternoon. We were walking the the courses in our bare feet, oh. you know, oh. because bare feet, bare feet, and t-shirts, you know, because and it was just raining on us and we're sloshing through it, but it was on sand. So the the footing was perfect. So, so that was good. Um, I think the team ended up fifth that year and, um, you
2: know, and you said, you said you would have ridden them different. Like, what do you mean? You, you wouldn't have ridden them.
0: Well, I probably, I, I, I think what I've learned as I've got older is that when you, when you get to, a major competition that the training is over and you really should only be warming up. And when you are a miles away from your own stable and horses, you need to think about what that horse would be doing if you had a team of horses at that show. So like, if you had, if you were, if you were, say for instance, I don't know, the jockey club and you were competing five horses. What would that particular horse be doing? Would you be riding it to a couple of times a day or would you just ride it once, you know? So you've got to bear that in mind. And if you've got pent up energy, get yourself in the gym and (laughs) and run it off, you know, or go and go and do something else. But it's always, it's, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing because like, um, to be out in the middle of nowhere with one horse, um, the mind tells you to overtrain. And I don't believe I overtrained him, but I just think that the heat and everything combined, we could have had a slightly better result. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You might have had a little more, little more pep in his step. Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more engine on the last day. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha.
2: Well, that's a really awesome insight. Mm-hmm, I, it I, is. I mean, that's the – I don't know. I, 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 I love those little nuggets of info that – you know, I just find that very uh, intriguing to, to hear your thoughts on how you would do it different. And I and never know, people at home are listening and they might be thinking, they might be going through prepping up for their big show, Bromon, or who knows what. And they might take that little bit of advice and say, yeah, maybe I should just go to the gym. Maybe I should take a jog instead of running my horse. That's kind of interesting. So now, how did yeah. you uh, – so you've you've done all the – I mean, so many four stars now, five stars. Joe, have we decided – what are we yep. doing? Are we just calling those five stars now? Are we just all done with the four? Like, I'm still kind of having trouble. I've
0: only them. just in the last six weeks got my head around it, okay? okay. <laughs> so it's a five-star Okay, now. It's a so five-star. You've, around- <laughs> you've got a five-star horse. It's a five-star. Okay. Right.
2: And, you, <laughs> yeah, and you've been around Kentucky, so – you're official official. So you've done all those five stars around the world and everything. It's, it's truly incredible, but kind of, I can keep you forever. I know you're, you're busy. The, uh, when did you come to the States and could you tell us about, you know, uh, you coming here and now like your current business and, and what, what you do got going here in the States?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I was lucky enough, um, to, uh, meet my wife, Ruthie and, um, it is, um, it is my second marriage and I did kind of have a bit of a life upheaval and come, it was, I got to the point where I had to decide whether I wanted to produce. I mean, I had, I had two nice five star horses at the time and whether I wanted to stay in England and produce another um, team of horses or whether I wanted to do something different. And I just felt like I wanted to do something different and I needed other challenges, and as, it was a difficult decision because, like, you know, I, I miss my friends in England and I do miss the level of competition and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I've, on the, on the plus side of that, got into a business that here in America is a sub, sub, sustainable way of earning a living, um, doing something I love. So, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, and I don't want to be mean to my friends, but, you know, like I said before, England's hard going, okay? Mm-hmm. And here, if you, in America, if you work really hard, you can make things happen for yourself. Um, so, um, so that's kind of, you know, that's, that's, that's why we changed over. Um, it took me a little bit longer than I thought um to get into the horsepower that I have now um but you know it's just one of those things it just it just happens um you need to create uh, a team of people around you the people that are really helpful and the people that are really supportive you need to really hold on to and the people that you know um are not that way uh, you've got to let them go <laughs> yeah so you know um but yeah it's um and time and time again, it's been the same old story for me. I mean, I've produced the horses from fairly young onwards, and that's the way I like doing it. Um, I guess we had – I mean, I had Sanskrit was a, a fabulous horse, and Snip was a fabulous horse, and he did amazing um, initially at um, Kentucky, which, you know, in his 19th year, and, I, you know, someone turned around to me and said, oh, has he got one more in him, and I just – I'm not that tough, you know, I said, no, I think he's, he's, I could probably squeeze one out of him, but it's wow. not what I, what I want to do. You know, he's been such an amazing servant to me, um, that, you know, this is, this is what he's done. Um, so, so yes, yeah, So that's the so coming here and setting up a business and horse sales and teaching and things has been fabulous. And the one thing I have to say is the American people are fabulously welcoming and friendly and that has been one of the really big differences. When when I arrived here and I knew absolutely nobody and, you know, I knew a few people that had sort of been to England and that sort of thing, and I started to meet people, the people here were really friendly, really welcoming and just made me feel at home. And I, I guess here we're a country of sort of immigrants and that's kind of normal and it's not like, you know, people have lived – in the country for thousands of years and have sort of got funny ideas, you know? <laughs> so, um, no, so that was, that was awesome. Um, it was really good. And so, so, so what we do now is we, we bring a lot of horses in from Europe to sell. Um, I produce horses, um, from scratch to sell as well. Um, and I've been, got into the very lucky position of having, um, not a lot, but a nice little bunch of upper-level horses that do not have to be sold, okay. um, and they are um, – there's um, a couple of horses, which is Johnny Royale and Buccaneer, and they're owned by the uh, Team Johnny Syndicate, and they, uh, the Syndicate members are very close friends. They're all people that, that would um, be around my dinner party. Um, table, you know, they're yeah. like just very, very close and very awesome people, and so we have a really fantastic time. There are, there is, I think, like one or two shares left in the syndicate. Okay, the, so in but in the Johnny,
2: in the Johnny, Royale. in the John,
0: in the Johnny Royale, Center. there is a couple. But you've got to, you've got to like night food and and <laughs> um, and wine. Okay, like you've <laughs> got. To, you, you, that's kind of how it rolls. All right, it's not, <laughs> it's it's not a great boozer, but you've just got to sort of like you know. Um,
2: <laughs> I think but, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah like, no, man, I mean, like, we, we. All do, I need is the money. Have... I love the food. I love the wine. All I need is the money, and I'm in. <laughs>
0: well, it's Rob. It's not even that expensive. Okay, <laughs> like all right. I wish oh, we need to have a little chat afterwards. <laughs> um, no, it's not. Um, the The way we've done with well, the way we've set the syndicates in, up is the the buy-ins were not crazy expensive, and the. Um, the annual fee is not crazy expensive either, you know? Um, and so we've done it so that people can sort of, can get in at a level. And the horses have gone, and, you know, we've got quite a lot of people. Well, actually, we've got three three of the shareholders have got shares in both of the horses, you know? Um, and so it's just worked out brilliantly. Um, and awesome. the, um, the other thing about it is... Um, it's um it can be tax deductible as well, so um, um through um, I think it's SCIS of the Californian, um, place, and so the it, it can be a tax write off, and that makes it a lot easier as well, yeah. uh, for a lot of people. So you've always um,
2: had you know you've always had nice. I mean, you kind of say it took you a little while to get back up when you came to the states, but I remember. I mean, as long as I can remember, you've you've been. I've been seeing you at Kentucky year after year, it feels like. so.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've been there or thereabouts. I mean, I, Clip Clop was the one that was the interesting horse because he came from Madison Foot, and she'd been at Brian and Sarah Murphy's, and they'd sort of said to me, you need to do something with this horse, like he's a real problem and you need to get him up uh-huh. and get him going and, and, and all the rest of it. So he ended up down at mine and I got him going in the first competition I went to, he dumped me in the warm-up of oh, the show no. jumping and, oh, he's dumped me so many times. Um, he, like, fires me over the front. But now I'm used to it and, I'm, and I know what's coming and I know how to stop it, And you know, and now I just growl at him. i don't even <laughs> growl. Like, come on, come on, Clippy, stop that. So, um, but in the first few times he was so quick and he just had me off and there's a great photo of me on my head with him with his head down. Oh my
3: God. Um,
0: but he was kind of like, like the horse that I think a lot of people was sort of didn't really know if he was really going to do the job and, or what he was going to do. And, and, um, Teresa foot was fabulous. And Madison were fantastic with me when I, I had a big fall off him in a advanced at rocking horse. And where it sort of, I don't know what happened. It, something happened and we'd flipped over at a corner mm. and whether it through lack of confidence, didn't really want to jump it. And, and I basically said, look, I, I need to not ride this horse advanced. and I, I need to go back to um, two star, which is now three star uh, and, and just like work away there until I get him where I want him. And I took him up to Bromont and I even, I had a run out at a corner and I blamed that on myself. And I said, I think this horse is actually ready now. He's ready to go back up and and go back into four star. So I went to the four star short at Richland, which is was my another favourite event. And um, thanks to Bob and came at Willmar for putting that on for so long. Um, they are also syndicate members and they're fantastic people. I love them. Um, but that was a that was a fantastic event, and I took Clip Clock up to Richland. He went. I rode him around and he jumped around clear and everyone was really excited. And then he went to fair Hill, and he jumped around clear with some time, but he'd done a terrible dressage. He blew his lid. It you know, <laughs> um, just went nuts at the flags and bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. He just hated it, hated it there. And he blew his lid and, and everything. And, uh, but he jumped around amazing. So when we went back to Richland the following year and I'm jumping like similar jumps, is a completely different feeling. Whereas there was one combination that I'm like, it was a couple of corners, I think it was. And I was like, there's no way I can, I can ride down there and like, four strides or three strides, this is the year before I had to choke and this and jump this, and the next year I just hacked on down there and just smoked it and took one out and, like, you know, <laughs> they, just a div- completely different horse, you know. Um, and so – but, no, and, he, and he'd been great, and so he was maybe not the easiest horse and not – and certainly isn't the easiest horse on the flat, but he's won a lot of prizes, you know, just yeah. – in in, in in the short competitions and here and there and he's just been a, a bit of a, a great horse to have around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so he's he's been there while the other ones have been coming along and so yeah no it's been great.
2: That's awesome. Now last year he Clip Clop went to Kentucky last year, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. My I have I was very fortunate, Karen, and I hope this isn't I think I love this picture. You're going over like the ditching wall and you you got a bloody nose. And I got a shot of it. I love it. I mean, I think it just shows a grit. I think it says tenacity. Uh, I love it. What, I mean, I, I don't know. He,
0: he busted your nose, right? Did he break it or? Yeah, no, I'd like. It was that. And I say dumb. I hated it. There was this fence. <laughs> I was fence four. It was up the steep little rise to a vertical to back back down to water. And when I walked the course, I went. Clip cop's going to hate this.
2: Was that like the half a circle? Was that the year with the half a circle there? Was that that jump?
0: Maybe not. No, I'm oh, thinking of no. a different one. Sure. It was like, it was, it was on the up, up a steep little brow, and I had to poke him over it because he just really wasn't going to jump it. So, of course, he smacked me in the face, and he <laughs> pulled his shoe, oh. and <sighs> I'm galloping along, and I'm like, what's this? what's this wet feeling around my nose? (laughs) Blood's going everywhere and everything like that. And that, you know, that shouldn't worry me. And it didn't, the the blood didn't worry me, but he just, he pulled that shoe and obviously he's feeling it, but like he was galloping good, you know, like I was like, you're galloping all right. And I didn't know the shoe had gone. And then he just kind of like spat the dummy a little bit out of the quarry. And then I went around and, I was on the way to the head of the lake, and I jumped those two angled, fallen down trees, and he just was like, "Joe, this is not my day," and I'm like, "Okay, dude, that's fine." Um, and I just, you know, I, I, I thought about how much more I had to do and how hard I was having to ride him then, and so it wasn't, it wasn't going to be uh. his, his thing, and in, in, you know, like maybe if there was an option at that force fest, who knows? It was, look, yeah. it, unfortunately it's just a venting. It's yeah. just what happens. You know,
2: I just thought, I just was like, man, look at Joe, man, what a badass ass ride there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you looked like you were just got done like a rugby match or something. I loved it. I don't know. I, just, yeah. I don't know.
0: I thought it was cool. I, I mean, I was, oh, well, this, this year I had broken ribs, Rob. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. You got to, how are you feeling? You, you got into a nasty, <laughs> yeah, nasty right. car wreck. Yeah, I did get a nasty car wreck. I'm feeling way better. And, um, It was just the weirdest thing because like I knew I'd sort of, I was hurt, but I wasn't really hurt, crazy hurt, you know, like I sort of, so it happened on a Thursday and I went to Rocking Horse and I rode the prelim horses on Friday and Saturday and sort of like got through it, but it wasn't really that comfortable. Mm. And I don't know what happened, but something happened the following Wednesday and I think it all moved and I stifled a sneeze and the next thing you know, I was just stuffed. Uh. Um, and it, you know, it's my stupid fault. Like if I'd sort of, if I'd gone, Oh, well, maybe I'm not right and go to the doctor and they would have said, Oh, you've got a crack and you've got to take it easy. I might've not, but, um, but you know, it's like, anyway, um, Plans just happened to change a little bit. So I went to Chat Hills and I took Buccaneer and Johnny Royale and got through the dressage um, on, a, on a cocktail of legal drugs because you've got to be careful about that now. Sure. Um, and we, yeah, we had the apps out and stuff and we're bringing doctors and bits and pieces and what you can have and what you can't oh, and um, that KT tape and funny little patches and all sorts of stuff. Um, but after the show jumping, Johnny jumped a beautiful clear round, and I went to ride Buccaneer and I couldn't even steer him, so I scratched him, I scratched him from the next day and then I went out on Johnny the next day uh, for the for the cross country It's meant to be his last run before uh, Kentucky. and I ended up having 2 drive drive-bys because I couldn't even get him to the jump where I where I need to be, oh. you know mm. and um which that throws a spanner in the works because you don't want to go to Kentucky with that. Sure. And so we took him to the AI – or no, OI at Ocala the following weekend. So I cut out one of his gallops and said, well, you can go and do this. And I was feeling quite a bit better after a week. Like, I didn't ride him at all. Um, I went around to Anna Merrick, who's my um, dress-size trainer, and she rode him. And I just wrote, got on him on the day, rode the event, he won actually. He was amazing, um, <laughs> and um, and then and then I didn't ride him all the next week, and I rode him again. And I did his final gallop before we went up to Kentucky, uh, and that's how I fixed myself. I just I I knew then that the damage was done, and I was like, if I was going to ride, I had to not ride. Wow. Um, wow. um <laughs> which was annoying because, you know, I. Do this, some extra bit of fitness work and things as well. I couldn't do any of that, and I was getting a little bit frustrated. And um, once we got up there, I was I was really lucky. I had the um, the team doctors from USA uh, helping me out, and they fixed me up with all sorts of tape and bits and pieces. And and um, when you put that um, cross country is better when you put your vest on, yeah. you know, um, do that up real tight yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> hold um, it all together. Yeah, yeah, hold it all together, <laughs> and, and it's not so bad. Uh, it's nice to coach
2: the, the 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 doctors to help you out there too. The team, the USA guys, good
0: folks. Oh yeah, no, no, they're great. They're great. Um, and it's Andy, and I, I he always forget his second name, and but I I should know it. Um, who used to be one of the English guys, and and so um, he sort of worked on me a little bit sort of 10 years ago, 15 years ago, sort of thing, you know, when I had bits and trouble. And, um, and Mark Hart, um, he was there, and they said, right, you, you need this and this, and we'll go down to the pharmacy, and I've written you a script, and we're going to get you a special patch, and we're going to put all this tape on you, and it worked really well, and they were great.
2: That's so, awesome. Well, you rode around yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And that was a rough start to it. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine a uh, guy with broken ribs seeing all the people popping off in the beginning of the course probably wasn't very – uh, soothing.
0: <laughs> nah, it I never worries me that actually, because like that ha- that happens to me every time, you know. Um, <laughs> with clip clop, I, I no, seriously, when, when clip clop jumped around clear, uh, I was the first person back in the box, and it's just like I've done it for such a long time that I I don't worry too much, you know, um, about that. Like I sort of stick to my plan, and and it's kind of. I normally it wouldn't happen like that. Normally, what happens is when you go to Badminton or Burley, the guys that are riding two horses ride around and they make it look fairly doable in the first few horses, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you then you've got to stop watching because then the one people or the one horse and the people with the inexperienced and 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 all that they come out and then you start to say, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> all right there. And so, you know, you watch those first few, but it's not quite the same here because there's not so many people with the two horses and or some of the people with the two horses might not necessarily be, you know, the Ollie townians of this world, you know. So um, it's, um, or Andrew Nicholson or, you know, Mark Todd or Janelle or Tim or whatever. Um, but so... Yeah, that's that's just one of those things, and you've just got to, it, you know, the funniest thing. You're going to laugh at this one. Um, so I'm in the in the office. I go into the into the office, and they've got a screen, and everybody's huddled around the screen, and someone's snagged a massage chair because there's a massage chair in the office, and this is and this is at Land Rover, and someone's snagged the massage chair, and everyone's sitting around and and uh, oohing and aahing, and nobody's going any good, and all the rest of it, and and someone. Lauren Kiefer pops up. She goes, "Where's Clip Clop when you need him?" Yeah? <laughs> I'm like, and my, my wife's like, "said No one ever, you know." I mean, and I, I felt like saying, "Okay," and I didn't want to be I didn't want to be smart and say, "All right, well, I'm just about to go and have a go." Um, you can watch this because, you know, it's different when you're on a Brand new, young five-star sure, horse right. that's never really seen anything like it. But yeah, no, no, he went and answered all the questions, so oh, that's
2: good. That was awesome. Yeah. We, were, we were happy for before, <laughs> before you going around there. That was awesome. Mm. So we we derailed the whole current business thing. So you, so so you're producing horses. So so if you're you're producing and you're selling horses, do
0: you, have, you yeah. have
2: quite a few that you put out, or what's what's your sales like?
0: Okay, so yeah, no, we do. We sell quite a lot, um, and we do it in two different ways. Or three, actually. Uh, my wife, Ruthie, uh, Ruthie Meyer, she is an agent for sales, okay? So if you want a horse, you call her or you get in touch with me and I put you in touch with her. And you make a trip down to Ocala and we'll put you with not just the ones in my barn, but whatever is suitable and whatever you, you say what you need. She knows Almost every horse in Ocala, and and that's what we do. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm not am I'm, I'm I'm not gonna railroad you into the ones that are at mine, but you know this is this is kind of how we do it. Um, what we do is we have um, we have a few investors, and we tend to buy the, the late lately we've been buying out of the Monarch or Go for Gold sale, and we go over there and we find what are the little diamonds in the rough, you know, like the ones that are look like they're quite nice horses and they might just be a no sale and you might just get a deal on them or something or other um make sure they've got really good vettings and nice x-rays and things and we bring them over and we start producing them and they're there as our sale horses um we also we also um you know we produce a few local horses and things i've got a couple of off-track thoroughbreds and and stuff and so we have a really good selection um of of horses, like you can come and, and see and buy. Nice. Um, That's awesome. And w- we also do. Um, I have quite a lot of return. Uh, well, we have a lot of return customers, but I have, I have quite a lot of return horses. So, if a horse uh, I sell to somewhere and the child outgrows it or um, maybe goes to college, um, they'll send it back and okay. we'll just get, we'll just get it going and you know and and sell it on again. So. Okay. So, yeah, no, it's a, really good, it's a really good system, and it's been fabulous. We've met so many wonderful people, and we've been, like, really, really lucky. Um, and we've had some wonderful horses, and I love following them. Um, I don't put a title on them. It's not really my style. I don't know why. Perhaps I should call them something so they know where they've come from. But I, it's just – it's never really been my thing, and it's never really been my family's thing, you know, like mm-hmm. – um, I don't know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, no, but like, you know, so, so that's what we do, but we also do, um, we can do like bespoke, uh, buying trips as well. So, and I've done that quite a lot, not so much just lately, but I will be starting that up again soon. Um, And where I take customers to England and Ireland or Europe and um, set up, you know, a a bunch of horses uh, for people to see and um, take them around and show them the horses. And what I like to think that I can do is that I'm, um, I kind of like to really dig deep. I like to find horses under a rock. I like to find the, a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. For somewhere someone's never really heard of someone or whatever. And you know what I mean? That That's kind of what I like to do. And yes, I'll, I'll ask the big dealers what they've got and all of that sort of thing, but I know a lot more other people. And so uh, we've had some really awesome sales. Um, we found the apprentice for Buck Davidson, which oh, wow. went on to do um, to be Caroline's horse yeah. and, um, and Copper Beach. Um, <laughs> we bought, yeah, we bought him. Um, we bought him at, at the auction in Goresbridge. And uh, we we're actually there to buy a different horse for bucks for the owners. And um, it became too expensive but like it was the out of the same barn and the same dealer and all the rest of it so we ended we it by Copper beach um tammy smith's great horse now what's he called again um the one with the funny teeth oh wembley, um, wembley yeah okay. oh i love wembley. so he's got funny teeth yeah yeah there. <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> so, so I took, you know, I took Tammy and, and Gretchen and, um, Kevin Baumgartner um, over there and, um, we, we, um, organized the sale in Wembley and it, the list goes on, you know, yeah, like we've wow. just, um, we've had some, um, some one, one of my friends, one of my friends, who I'm not going to say, but a German guy said, oh, well, I have five horses competing at Kentucky. This is last year. And I totted up the ones that I'd dealt as well, and there was five as well. Wow. So, I mean, just, but you know, like I say, it's not my style to brag. Um, except, <laughs> except, but there it except is. Except when I'm, on, <laughs> except when I'm on your show. Yeah, um, right, right. But, but no, so so we do that, and and I kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like a buying holiday. And I'm, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but I I we like to go and. We go and stay at lovely gastro pubs and interesting places, and like it's it's about the whole experience, not just flogging around, jet lag, staying in holiday inns, you know, in the back blocks of nowhere. I try and make it in a way that people really enjoy it, you know. Something something tells Um, me, Joe,
2: you kind of make the best of everywhere you're at. Like uh, you know, there's always (laughs) a barbecue going or a margarita flowing or.
0: Yeah, you seem well, like you're just true. living
2: life. You you know you work hard and then you enjoy your time off. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen to so many of your podcasts and and I hear so much of you know I, I, I and see your social media and it's like oh Joe's Joe's living a good life. Joe's having fun. Like I like to go yeah. hang out with Joe. <laughs> do some barbecuing yeah, well,
0: <laughs> No, look. But I mean, what else would you do? You know, and uh, um, life's too short. Um, you've yeah. got to have fun. and But this is – the flip side to that is eventing opens you up to a complete wealth of fabulous people, you know. So you get to have these unbelievable experiences, you know. You'll be in a pub in Ireland and the next thing the locals turn up and they – they all bring out musical instruments and there's suddenly a band playing in the booth in the corner and stuff like, like stuff like that. Like it's just the, the, the horse industry just has many characters and lovely people. So we're, we are very lucky.
2: That is cool. That is cool. And you do, you do, you teach students and you take on working students and stuff. Is that? Yes,
0: I do. I do. And I could do with a couple of working students actually, By the way, so, um, I've got, I've got two, I've had some, I had fantastic girls this year. I was, um, over the winter, really, really lucky, um, some of them, a couple of them had to go back to school and do, finish off their college and finish off their other bits and pieces. I've got two fabulous girls there at the moment, and, um, so I could do with another couple of working students, um, and there's lots and lots of writing and lots and lots of lessons, um, but yeah, no, um. We do and I teach um, I do I get out to um, I get out to Texas, I get out to uh, Colorado and I go up to Kentucky and um, I'm planning a trip this year to Canada um, and teaching is for me um, I enjoy the networking of teaching I like I like going and meeting the people. I like going and doing different things, going to different places, meeting people and um, and teaching. And I would really like them to come to Ocala and buy a horse off me. Yeah, okay? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, that's 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 what I'm all about. I I don't want to take people's clients off them. I understand how the business works. I you know I don't want to I don't want to be like, you know, come and train with me and all all rest of it. I just I just would like to come in, share part of what I know, and hopefully make some contacts and stuff, and, and keep the ball rolling. Sounds awesome. You know.
2: That sounds good. Sounds like a so, good business model to me.
0: Yeah. I love it, Joe. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it gets me in some cool places. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really lucky. When I finished my clinic in Colorado last December, uh, was it? yeah, last December, um, Bruce Haskell, one of my best friends um, from the UK, New Zealand, um, he, he, he flew in, um, picked me up, and we drove up to Steamboat, and we skied for a week. It was awesome. So, no, it just has to, you just have really cool time. You
2: recorded yeah. your podcast from up there, didn't you? I think. Yes, I think. <laughs> I'm telling you, I listen. I never miss the show. I, I did. Miss- I,
0: had, I had to pull in. I had to pull in. I had to, <laughs> I, had, I had to. It was luckily a ski in, ski out. So I had to quickly <laughs> ski. Ski in, do the <laughs> podcast, get back on my board, and out of win again. Uh, so.
2: Priorities, That's priorities. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, Joe's living. Joe's living a good life. Joe's having a good time. <laughs> oh, when gosh. you come to Fair Hill, yeah. buddy, we gotta hang. We gotta hang out. I'll, I'll do some barbecue for. You. I'll do a little. I'll smoke a little pork Boston butt. Maybe uh, some ribs. And I'm going to see. I'm going to get your opinion on how my how my barbecue is.
0: Okay. Well, look, you've got a deal. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I've I've got like. So when I started barbecuing I know this isn't talking about horses, but so my wife was like, Right, you've gotta to start to you know, learn to barbecue, get a bit something and stuff. Like that. No, <laughs> no worries. So I'll learn this. And so it was a little bit of a steep learning curve, you know, and I so luckily with the internet these days, you can pretty much learn anything. And so so I I I I googled and I googled and I googled and I experimented and I had different different temperatures to do my ribs and different rubs and different this and different that and all of it and now I've kind of condensed it all down to a very basic thing which which is is my thing you know <laughs> like I, I have my rub that I, I know off by heart I have the ribs go at this temperature the port buck goes at this temperature and the brisket the only thing you need to know about brisket is the magic happens at two oh five? Is that okay? Right? okay. Mm-hmm. That is it.
2: Brisket. I need to try that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the, that's where the magic happens. Two oh five. Can't remember what that is in centigrade for the uh, for the English listeners, but it's yeah, that's Fahrenheit. <laughs>
2: they, they <can> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely try to put on my best uh, my best barbecue for you. Come Fair Hill, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome.
1: So, Joe, as we wind things down, could you give um. Our listeners, some advice uh, for a young rider trying to make it in the sport.
0: Okay, so this is one of those questions that people ask all the time. I'm going to give I, – I, I have to say this one. It's a little bit out there, but like Blythe Tate gave me a bit of advice when I was going to England. He said, do your budget and then double it, and you, you might be okay. Okay, that was his advice. Uh, but my advice to young riders is, is – have perseverance do not give up do not like i was not a very good rider i i read a thing on facebook the other day about the young riders or whatever and i couldn't help myself i had to make a little comment but
2: when i was young
0: <laughs> when i was young i was not that great i tried out for pony club championships a few years in a row and i was really bad you know and as i got better and things got better I just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. And I don't believe I was like a serious natural or anything like that. I mean, cross country came very easily to me, but the other stuff I like, I struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that would be my, like just keep, keep at it, perseverance. And now things have, you know, changed a little bit. We've got social media. You need to, look after the people that look after you, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sponsors and owners and parents and, you know, friends of parents. So, you you know, you've got to be polite and try not to be tough on horses. I was down in Venice show jumping the other day and I saw kids that were spoiled and treating their horses and not a nice way, and Mm -hmm. they needed to learn how to behave, you know. So I think just glean, when you go to clinics, the person that might be the clinician might not be your cup of tea. They might not, you know, they might not be the, 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 the coolest person or the most knowledgeable person, but listen to what they have to say and you might just learn something. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what I've always done. I've always like, I've always had an open mind, even when I've got, think some wacky person or whatever. I'd be like, but I'll listen, just in case I do listen to something, yeah. and and just sorry, just in case I learn something. And oftentimes <laughs> I'll <laughs> glean a little, I'll glean a little bit. I'll be like, ah, oh, I never thought of that. You know, yeah. Or I'd, I'll go away and went that person's just so wacky. But there was this thing that, yeah. So yeah, keep an open mind, be very determined and be very persevering and don't be afraid to go up to big name writers and say, what's the story? Can you help me out? You know, and let's say this to all those kids that are listening, if you ever find me if you ever see me at a show and you want to ask a question, come and ask me. I'm not going to charge any money. I don't care. I'm just like, this is how it was for me when I was growing up. And just like, don't be afraid because that's how you learn.
2: I love
1: yeah. It. That's you know? great advice.
2: Amen, Joe. Yeah. Good work. So there you go. Kids. <laughs> yeah. Joe's going to have a herds of kids following around. He's going to be trying to go to the bathroom. No. He's going to be having kids following. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smoke. So, hey, Joe, we, we've held you on for quite a while. We always like to kind of close down the show, just recognize any sponsors, supporters that you would like to uh, recognize before we let you go.
0: Yep. Okay, so I've got quite a long list of sponsors, and I'm going to first start with uh, with uh, Equiface, which do the Winning Edge product, and they have supported me um, from way back before uh, I went to the Olympics. And uh, that's an English company, but you can get hold of them. Um, and they do fabulous products for like not calming but like you know just the well-being of the horse and help them use their brains and that sort of thing uh, devaku have been fantastic to me um, i'm very very lucky to have them MacWet gloves are awesome and strangely i wear them a lot in florida because it's so soaking wet here and so they're, they're meant for like cold and wet, but no, it's hot and wet in Florida, so <laughs> I mean, um, so MacWed have been, have been fabulous. Um, I got a new sponsor a couple of years ago um, called Flex-On Stirrups, and the Flex-On Stirrups have been uh, that awesome. They come in all sorts of different colours. I've got um, aluminium, which is aluminium here in America, Well, <laughs> I still say aluminium, and it's spelt differently because <laughs> no, I'm from the southern hemisphere. Um, and but um, and they come in all different kind of colours and you get your flags put on them and stuff and they're That's just cool. wicked. Um, they're really really cool. Um, Equilibrium products and they do all the like uh, boots and stuff and um, bell boots and uh, flex uh, the stretch and flex and all of that is just um, is really cool. Um, the Gatehouse hats and. Um, that's another English company and they've like stuck with me and that have been fantastic. And so I've got like a range of like these airflow hats that I wear every day. Um, by the way, kids and everybody, I wear a helmet every time I get on a horse. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying you have to, but I really think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, they do the HSI, the big, like gray, big helmet, and it's got vents in it now, which makes life a little bit easier as well. Air-aware, um body protectors, and they are fantastic, um, they have saved me a lot. Um, I don't wear a um, air vest because I'm just old-fashioned, I guess, but the <laughs> body errorwear you know, are, are, are really, really good. Um, the optimum time watches <laughs> are fantastic as well. Um, you get there's a new one now that you can like sort of plug in and um, you plug in and it uh, charges up from a USB, which oh, is really cool. cool. Um, and it vibrates and beeps when you, um, nice, you know, um, when it comes up to each minute, and you can set it to count down and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's oh.
2: way handier these batteries too than trying yeah. to. We always end up like the like the tack trailer on the horse show. <laughs> <It's
0: even laughs> hey, no, no kidding, it's true. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So the Alberto Fasciani boots, and they are brilliant. I've got a really lovely show pair, and I've got this really awesome pair that's. Um, Kind of plastic. They look plastic, but they've got this like new stuff, the new I don't know fabric on the inside. Um, they've got a big zip and they've got a bit of Velcro on the top, and they look funky and cool. But they can go with a cold wash in the machine.
3: Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 They go and so, so when when you're in Florida and you've made them really sweaty and really disgusting. Um, you can put them on the, on a, in a cold wash, leave them to dry, and they're like a new pair of boots. Wow. Um, awesome. So I know, it's cool. Isn't yeah, it? it's really, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really awesome. Huh. Um, so, yeah, no, the show, and the show are, yeah, are fabulous too. Awesome. And ECP do everything woolly, um, but half pads and um, girth covers and, um, they've got like technology for like measuring the horse's temperature and bits and pieces when you're traveling. Um, and, um, they do a fabulous cross country pad that is not wool, but it's like the nylon. Um, it's a little bit like their competitor's pad. Okay. okay but it's half the price. Awesome! All right.
3: nice.
0: I like that. <laughs> okay, so it's it's half the price. I reckon it's nicer by far. So I would get on the ECP website and and have a look. And they've got the cross country synthetic called Cross Country pad, Um, and you're not going to have to pay 160 bucks. It's more like about 89. So awesome. Um, hmm. Yeah. Sounds nice. fantastic.
3: Yeah.
1: So Joe, how can our listeners follow you? Do you have a website or social media?
0: Yeah, you can you can find me on um joemeyereventing.com. So it's J-O-E-M-E-Y-E-R eventing.com. You can follow me um, on Twitter, Joe Meyer E V N T R. I'm on Instagram now and I'm a bit of an Instagram novice, okay? I <laughs> I feel like I need a bunch of teenage kids. I actually think what I'm gonna do on this trip to Bromont, I've got you no know, I've got a bunch of young people in the truck with me, and I'm going to get a big Twitter, sorry, Instagram lesson, but it is, it is Joe Myra Venting. Okay. So you can find me there and on Facebook, Joe Meyer. okay Awesome. Okay.
2: That is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah. you can hear Joe on the, on the area of any, any of any radio you can,
0: You can. And so if you go on my website and you go to contact, there's an info at Joe eventing um, My phone number there as well. If you need to get in touch with me for anything, for any lessons, clinics, or, um, horse sales, um, that's not a problem.
2: That sounds awesome. Yeah, How about awesome. barbecue tips? People can message you up for, hit you up for this you special know like, rub.
0: So people, so many people have said to do this and I just don't know if it's my thing or not, but like they want me to do a YouTube channel of equestrian cooking and barbecue. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. You should totally do it. So I don't know. I think that's, something when I get a little bit more time and I've been brewing the idea in my head a little bit I've got a few guests and stuff it's been coming along but I, I don't know I probably need some people with cameras and stuff like that that's a good but reason that, to that move might to come along
2: if, if I live in yeah. Ocala if I, I I should just we should just move to Ocala there and I like can film Joe do a barbecue <laughs> Uh, as long as I get the sample, I just video it, produce it for free. Yeah. So, uh, well, Joe, thank Karen, right, this well, is a treat. Was this not this a treat? Is great. Joe, thank this you is awesome. so much. Best of luck in Bromont, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there.
0: Awesome. No worries. I can't wait to see you up there. I'm about to go and rub the ribs for Bromont now, put them in the smoker tomorrow. So. Awesome. We'll, awesome. See, we'll, we'll see you there.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers.